Welcome back to Recap, the podcast where we cover some of the latest news featured on our social media pages and beyond. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters. Our voters. I got to move not away from the mic. And we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. I'm your most of the time host, Joshua Hyde. And with me today in the studio are the most venerable professor... Alexander Cronin, and the greatest writer of all time, Anthony Arnoldo. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> How are you, gentlemen, this fine afternoon? Great. We've had some strong shows, and we're closing with what I think is going to be a real fun closer. Yeah. I mean... I literally wrote this in here as a note. Like, I don't I don't ever pass up the opportunity to talk about nerd shit, so. Yeah. And I know that you guys aren't either. Never. So. Nah. Uh, as I have mentioned in several of my, several of our, our last episodes, uh, this is uh, a kind of a, a block of shows where I'm trying to highlight some of the things that we do, in fact, share on uh, social media and our website because we think that those things are great and we want to share them with you. And we would, we also want you to think that they're great. And so I want to take a second to uh, highlight one of the articles that our, our great professor, sorry, our, our great writer, Anthony Arnold has provided to us via our podcast page, uh, fictional universe, real politics, the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. And so I want to talk about that just a little bit. Just give 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 some lip service to it or to the points behind it. As always, I'm not going to rehash the article in and of itself in its entirety. That's something I want you guys to read. So take a second. I'll give you a quick pause. Go read it. Okay, good. Now that you've done that, <laughs> we can go ahead and, and talk proper. But, but first, before we do that, Anthony. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about a poll. Let's talk about a poll. So normally the polls are ones we have on our social media pages, but I, we didn't have uh, enough polls. And I thought in the theme of the show, let's just do something different. So you guys won't have a chance to comment on this one. Sorry. You can comment on the episode when it posts. Maybe, Feel free to. Maybe we'll add this as maybe a poll later. Maybe we could. <laughs> that would be fun. And so the question, what MCU character would you most like to be president? They can be dead, and they don't have to be an earthling. So you okay. can answer this one with a serious answer, or you can, you know, have some fun with it. Which one of you wants to go first? I will. All right. I feel like I've made that like a like a thing. Yeah. I just generally yeah, go president. First. President's prerogative. Um, I. <laughs> I have two answers. Nice. One that's a silly answer. Yeah. And then one that I think would actually be pretty great. Yeah. So my my first answer is Groot. I would love to have a Groot president. And it's like watch him have a speech like, I am Groot. 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 Groot. I am Groot. One would assume he'd be good for climate change. Uh, clearly. Like, obviously, he'd be a big proponent for saving the trees. Yes. And the rainforest and whatnot, obviously. Whole platform. Yeah. That, Save that, the trees. That, that, is, that is literally his only talking point is, is trees and Groot and being Groot. It's going to be hard to take his words out of context. There's only three of them. Literally. <laughs> However. The, the speechwriter. No, <laughs> no, that's not what I wrote. That's not what I wrote. Go say on script. And my actual choice, 
out of out of all the movies that I've seen and all the characters that I've seen portrayed specifically in the MCU, because obviously the the comic book universe right. is a tad bit different than the yeah. cinematic universe, I would have to go with T'Challa. That's a good pick. I I would want T'Challa to be the president of the United States. Obviously, he's the leader of Wakanda. He's the right. king of Wakanda. Right. But if I if I had to pick anyone to also be the leader of the United States, I I, I would pick T'Challa. So he's both president and king. Correct. He's president, king, and Black Panther. Correct. Man. Talk about you. You think double life is bad? <laughs> Triple life. Triple. That's my answer. All right. I like your answer. I like both of your answers, Alex. I know you're about to throw some bullshit at me. <laughs> like I know it's about to happen. <laughs> Dude, he he said Groot. I know. That's a silly answer. You're allowed to have a silly answer. All right, so we're gonna. I have the silliest answer. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> See? Hey, See, Kevin Bacon exists. <laughs> See? That is real. This Kevin is Bacon what I'm exists about. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That is real. I know. Kevin Bacon I'm exists aware. in the Marvel Cinematic I Universe. I'm aware of this. I, told, I I sign up for President Bacon. I salute President Bacon. I told my family this morning. <laughs> when I told them this poll. I said, I know Alex is going to read the rules in such a way. As to come up with the stupidest cameo answer he can. <laughs> I knew, I anticipated this exact thing. <laughs> and now, who, now, okay, all here right. We are. <laughs> so, uh, that aside, um, who do I think, okay, so who do I think would be the, do the best job? Yeah. Well, I always think that Martin Luther King jr would have been a really good president like okay. i would love to have seen him like and i say not like get into politics but like yeah. in a position of like of like real yeah. power yeah. um I think and if he if he hadn't been killed that might have been possible maybe perhaps um so then as i said so seeing about martin luther king jr isn't character in the mcu but a, there is a character in the mcu who is based loosely inspired by Martin Luther King, and that's Professor Charles Xavier, the original, the OG <laughs> Professor X. Uh, and so that's that's my that's my choice. Now we know where he gets his name set. <laughs> exactly. Spoilers. Professor In case X. you weren't already aware. Wow. Spoilers. Uh, wow. yeah. So Professor X, um, I say he's he's like he's a he's a dedicated pacifist. He believes in uh, as I say, in equa- like an equality, not like not just like among humans, but like between humans and mutants, and like thus like between mutant like between humans and you know superhumans, mutants with uh, humans yeah. with powers, um, and the du- the dude is like the second most powerful telepath like in the in Ever canonically, history, yeah. yeah, yeah, like only behind Jean Grey. I mean, who literally has a cosmic force inside of her? Well, no, no. Before that, she's an omega level mutant. Oh, also fair, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's before fair, that, that's fair. That's fair. So, so are you? So are you assuming he does mind control as oh, while no. in office? I say, uh, say, my, and I'll say, perhaps not. I say, mind control would be the access to mind control. I've been like, you will not launch nuclear weapons. Just like, <laughs> just you, just like, you just don't. You just don't get to. You don't. You don't think about it. Like. I have procured, I say, in the words of Iron Man, I have procured world peace. I have real questions about the potential tyranny of a president. <laughs> but. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I say, and that then I say, and. President X powered by Cerebro is 
This is scary. Well, that's the thing. President X has the capability to be an absolute tyrant. However, I I would actually agree with Alex's judgment of his character and say that that's not a concern because we feel that he would do the right thing. I also I also want to observe my dude would be a has access to Cerebro. He doesn't need to be president to be a tyrant. He could just be a tyrant. There are runs. Uh, yeah, there he, are. He fears that, dangerously close to this. This is true. Um, but I say, but I say, but I say, but putting aside the ability to like mind control, but it's just been like you're lying. I know that you're lying. You're lying. No, I mean you're this lying. Is you're still lying. Ah, this is that useful. part was true. Oh, and a mistress you're thinking about. Well, that. Yeah, there are no secrets. That'll be interesting. President there are no secrets <laughs> from Run Professor Run Congress. from President Run. X. Yeah, it's just been like you're gonna say, Mister Mansion, you're gonna sign off on my bill. Why? Because I would really hate to tell uh, this. I uh, say this person the things the things that you have done. Also, your wife about these things. I'm, you're gonna sign off on my bill. His cabinet's gonna be lit. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> absolutely. For Incredible sure. Cabinet. I, I would absolutely love to see a President X cabinet. So, that, that, All right. there's my answer, Professor Charles Xavier. Mine, I'll do two as well. My, my, my goofy one, just as a pure chaos, just this man in the MCU embodies pure chaos. Talking about Loki. President Loki is just look. I know he's 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 an awful. He's definitely a tyrant. He is def. This is not my serious pick. Keep this in mind. So if I could just put one person and go, just just see what happens. Just give me the trickster god himself. One, he'd be a great politician. Oh, for, for sure. For all the worst reasons. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. We already see the makings of his right. political antics and yes. all of his movie yes. appearances. There's President Loki in one of the multiverses. Well, so, I was, was going to say, there's a, uh, there's a whole run. It's a whole run. We where, have president. Yeah. Where Loki becomes president Duplici- of the Duplicitous, States. deceitful. He's already great at this. Uh, if I'm pranking a, a serious one, I think this will come as no surprise to, to people who know me that it's it's Steve Rogers himself, my favorite character in the MCU, Captain America. That was my President original Rogers. Pick. Until um, until you gave me the the uh, stipulation stipulation that they, that they didn't currently yeah. have to be alive. Yeah. I was like, oh well, Steve, yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah. The and Nazi punching like, well, man, the Nazi punching man himself. Uh, the Star Spangled Man, definitely a Democrat. Definitely, definitely a Democrat, pro Nazi punching, pro liberty. You know, pro your civil rights. He's he's pro all these things. He's all about doing the right thing, even if it gets him in trouble with the law. See General Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm doing the right thing, even if it's uh, you know you don't like it. Too bad. Kick rocks. <laughs> That's of, the man. <laughs> one of the things I want to circle back to just because I want to. Yeah. Uh, about President Loki specifically. <laughs> Are you familiar with John Mulaney? Yes. Are you familiar with his horse in the hospital? Yes. Yes. This is Loki. Loki really would be a horse in the hospital. 100%. He's a whole herd. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
Like, why did we do this? Who thought this was a good idea? For the lulls. <laughs> did it for, for the, the lulls. lulls. And I'm just imagining like a John Mulaney on on stage. <laughs> why is a Loki in the hospital? <laughs> I mean, no you one know. Knows. He can shape shift. He could actually be a horse. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> just saying chaos. Chaos would reign supreme. I really want. Uh, <laughs> there was a thing I saw on Reddit the other day. It was it was in the shit posting uh, group because I'm a part of that now apparently, and I, I I've seen enough of it and interacted with yeah. enough of it. They're ready to it to, to me, so I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna join it." <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite things that I saw from there was a picture of a horse that was like on top of a veranda. Like it was just a fucking horse just chilling on top of a veranda. No idea why. It's just a photograph from a from a ways away. Yeah. Like a horse just like chilling on top of this fucking small building. And <laughs> the, the Reddit post was this would be like the best thing to do if you're a shapeshifter. Like just like go somewhere and be an animal in a place that that animal has no business being. Totally inappropriate. And then all of the <laughs> all of the comments behind it for like pages and pages were just people referencing John Mulaney. A horse in the hospital. And it was amazing. It was like the yes. one, one of the greatest 10 minutes I've spent on the internet. This and, is the energy and the I'm wild. for. Wonderful. Absolutely Great. wonderful. This has been an awesome poll question. <laughs> Absolutely. This, this could be a, a recurring bit where I just randomly ask you guys, who would their vice president be? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, we, we'd have to establish <laughs> a, a, like our a, a first president, and then we can establish the vice president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vice president and the cabinet. Who did they run against? <laughs> what, what was their platform? <laughs> a, whole, a whole MCU political what campaign. What color suit did they wear for their debate? Green Did they Loki. have a debate? Green and black. Green and black for Loki. Obviously, <laughs> Obviously. red, white, and blue for Cap. Like, or just like red and blue with like a touch of white. Yeah, just a touch of white. The shirt's white, blue. He wears the pale pins of the flag. I mean, look, guys. Uh, yeah. Cap wins like eighty percent of the vote. Like it's a runaway. Yeah. It's like a, I, I don't. I don't think there's many people that he could, runs unopposed. I say, I say, I say he. He say he does. I say he does what. Uh, I say he does what Reagan can only dream of, and that's all fifty states. All fifty. Run the board, baby. <laughs> President Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and take that ball and pass it over to uh, <clears throat> Professor X, not President X. Let's talk no. about some trends. Yet. Yet. Not president yet. <laughs> um, all right. So in a, a similarly, in honor of uh, the of this episode, let's talk, about the, let's talk about the movies. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to just pose some facts, and, and then, we're, and then let's, see, let's, let's see what happens. Okay. All right. So 2022 World Box Office release. Number one is... Avatar The Way of Water with uh, $2 billion <laughs> worldwide. What was that, Alex? Uh, well, My, wait. <laughs> wait. But, uh, but before we move on from that, I just want to make a statement because Nick isn't here to make it himself. Like, whenever this <laughs> this information was posted in the Slack, Nick was like, I don't even understand how this movie is so popular because nobody's talking about it. Honestly, I'm, uh, I'm happy you mentioned that, Josh. We'll, get, we'll circle around to that. We'll get there. But you, you, you just wait. Okay. Second movie was Top Gun Maverick with $1.488 billion. Okay. Third spot, 
Jurassic World Dominion. One billion dollars. That is surprising. Yes, sir. Fourth spot. This is the first time we get an MCU title. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. $955 million. Number five, The Minions, Rise of Gru. Oh, of course. course. 900, my wife will be thrilled. Uh, $939 million. Spot number six, Black Panther. Wakanda Forever, $840 million. Seventh spot, The Batman. Yeah. DC showing up. Woo! Uh, $770 million. And then uh, Thor Love and Thunder, $760 million. So All that's right. uh, so those are the those are the global global rankings. Top eight. So yeah. for the first time, like we had three Marvel movies come out this year, and yep. uh one in the top five? Yeah. All three in the top eight. And that's yeah. that's weird. So let's why do you think that is? I mean, why? Well, I think there are a lot of reasons. Did, but, so, uh, was was it really just three misses? Was it three misses yeah. by Marvel this year? Is that why none of them broke a billion dollars? No, I think there's because there were three of them. There were three of them before. Were there? Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing three movies a year since. I think Infinity War was the first time, right? Yeah. Because it was. When did they start doing three movies a year? I don't know. They've been doing three movies a year for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I always thought it was like one or two. I mean, it was so it was one for it was one every right. year for a while, right. and then they and they did two, and then the like and they spooled up, and it's been all three. These, all it's these been franchises three for a now, while. Yeah. 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 All right. So I say so. We say so if we look at the domestic spending, yeah. domestic, it paints a very different picture. Yes. So the number so just in the U.S. The number one movie is Top Gun Maverick, $718 million. Okay. Number two is Wakanda Forever, 436. Number three is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, 411. Huh. Yep. Avatar comes in at four with 400. Yep. Five is Jurassic World Dominion, 376. Six is the Minions, three hundred sixty-nine. Seven is the Batman, three hundred sixty-nine, and eight is Thor: Love and Thunder with three hundred forty-three. Also, funny special mention: Spider-Man: No Way Home, which came out in December of 2020, uh, 2021, is the number nine with two hundred thirty-one. That's actually hilarious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> By the way, the last time they didn't release three movies, other than 2020, COVID year, that was weird, was 2016. Yeah. So, oh, yep. Good to know. Yeah. Yep. So, I am here to put, I say, so do we have just three misses? Because, I mean, so I think we can very clear Thor, Love, and Thunder was a bit of a miss. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. But Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, and Black Panther, we're kind of forever, both were... Number two and three, and domestically res- respectively. Yes. So if though if with the U.S. being like the number one economy for movies, why are they two and three for domestic and uh, four and six in uh in global? I'm gonna blame China. You're not wrong. 
It is China. Oh, is it? It is. Oh, that was a yes. joke. No, it is yes. China. So specifically, none of those movies were released in China. Yep. Oh. Yep. The MCU has been banned in China for three and a half years. Why? They just haven't done theatrical releases in China. Um. If you don't know, that's okay. Well, the answer, no one knows because China is not particularly straightforward with their... With like with their policies, that's fair. But uh, the answer appears to be it's just too progressive. What kind of forever I think is supposed to come to China? Interesting. February. Okay, but it still wouldn't count for the right. box office right. for it would be the first movie since Far From Home. Yeah. To be in China. Wow. And there's been a few movies as Far From Home. Yep. Wow. All yep. the way back to Far From Home. Yep. Yep. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> they haven't done it necessarily. Not that you couldn't watch them in China because you could stream them. Right. But no theatrical but you could, no theatrical release. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, and just as a bit of, let's say, and to circle all the way back around, so uh, Avatar is another, let's say, just, just, you know, number one movie globally and only like 600, let's say, and was only the top. Just as they just cleared the top four in uh, uh, in uh, domestic. Yep. So, uh, do you want to know why no one? Let's say so. To answer Nick's question, why do well, Americans don't care about uh, Avatar two? But uh, the Chinese and the South Koreans definitely do. Yeah. With uh, China making. Amounting for two hundred and twenty-nine million dollars of theirs, and South Korea doing another one hundred million. Oh, yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah, but even then, what was his what was his total box? Like billion, wasn't it? Two, like I say two, two billion. Two, two, two point. Not quite two point one. Yeah, uh, in twenty twenty two. But still, like one point seven minus those. Like, and it's only done six hundred. It did a billion. It's still done a billion internationally. Yeah. That's Even so without those. So I just want to observe. Yeah. yeah, Americans don't give a shit. No, they about, don't. About, about, about this movie. Correct. But yes. but the rest of the world, the world apparently does. And my re- say, which is the same thing that we saw for Venom. And my response will be, fuck you, rest of the world. Nope. <laughs> fuck you and your Alice, cinematic takes Alice because ex- Avatar is trash. Alice is extremely anti-Avatar. Mm. Apparently. <laughs> I loved it. How dare you do this to me? <laughs> I loved it. I'll have to endure more av- James Look. Cameron making more Avatar movies, and it is your fault. Look, let's be clear about this. <sighs> let's lay all of our cards on the table. This is because Alex is mad that I get to hold something over him. Before this movie came out, Alex said to me, <laughs> we'll see. He said, the reason the MCU movies didn't do this is because they had all these things they had to deal with. Camp COVID, triple pandemic money he says let's see what avatar does when it comes out yes answer i say i, I will stand by <laughs> the answer is apparently appeal to i say apparently uh appeal to the visual spectacle uh, uh an appeal uh like in in other in other places because like it's not good it's not the writing it's not the culture how many, how many, how none many of people this. are there in the world Eight billion uh, as of not well, too long ago. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. many of those people live in the U.S.? I mean, th- this is fair. You should make movies for the rest of the world. I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree. 
I don't disagree. A lot of people in them other countries. Yeah. You're right. You're totally right. I just want other people in other countries to have better storytelling standards. This is well, not a good movie. We're, we're just going to go ahead and Trash movie. I, Be I, better. I, I, I believe in you. Alex, I'm shutting down your ah. avatar slander. <laughs> not because I care, but because I would like to move on. Let's do it. So, as stated, yeah. our good friend Alex, our good friend Anthony here, yeah, wrote an article, yeah, regarding uh, inserting real politics into fictional universes. Yeah. That's the the kind of the gist of yeah. the article itself. Um, I'll give I'll give you my little snippet, and then Anthony, I have, I have a, a question for you, yes sir, and then we can go ahead and talk about yeah. the 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 major thing that I kind of took away yeah. from the article and see how that changes. So there there are some. Who see the introduction, because it, this isn't, like, a uniquely you take. I've heard a lot of people right. say this same thing. Right. I've also heard a lot of arguments on the other side. Yeah. There are some who see the introduction of current day events and ideologies into popular fictions as a method of endearing the audience to the work itself. Yeah. There are several others who believe this detracts from the world being created, as that world would have its own beliefs and would have handled these same situations differently. Correct. My general question, kind of coming from the article itself, is, yeah. is there something that can be gained from the integration of the two, fiction and reality, in terms of politics, or is it something we should avoid altogether? No, we definitely shouldn't avoid it altogether. Um, <laughs> sneak preview, I'm going to be doing a series of Smart Politics episodes where you go, like, politics, and I'm going to ask each of you guys to, like, pick comic runs or mangas or games. So that you can pick Mass Effect, Josh. <laughs> Thank you. So that means you can dish on Mass Effect. Thank you. <laughs> um, Appreciate that. And we're going to talk about the politics of those things, right? So I definitely think it can be done. It can be done really well. Um, I'm definitely not anti-doing it. Uh, if you read the piece, I think you can get the sense that I'm not anti-doing it. And I fall in the, But I do fall in the camp of um, your stories have to stay consistent to their universes. Um, you can't just transport our politics and our rules onto worlds into worlds where they don't really make sense. So, yeah, I definitely think when it's done well, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, the, it was clear to me as a kid, I think it was clear to all of us, right? The X-Men were about something in our real world, but it never said it clearly, but it was so obvious that like, I don't think anyone missed the message. Yeah. Like That's it, even even I if guess like some a, people may I have... regret to inform you the number of uh the number of uh, homophobic uh, comic this book true. fans. This, nope, this they, is true. This is true. Um, but it, it was pretty obvious for us as little black kids right, to see the right. parallel of civil rights. Yes, yes. And I took something I really took something away from watching the X-Men as a kid. It, as, it as really did I. helped me in a real way. So yeah, when it's done well, I love it. Also, yeah. I definitely had little kid hots for Storm, but oh. that's neither here nor there. Storm and Rogue, uh, mercy. I say, uh, <laughs> while we're sh say while we're sharing, uh, X Men Evolution, Kitty Pride was, uh, yes. I say a part, I say a part of my sexual awakening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. understandable, Un very, yeah. very understandable, <laughs> very very understandable. Absolutely. So, so there you go. Uh, my my question to you yeah. is, uh, I know it's been a little bit since that article was written. Yep. Has your stance on that changed at all? Not really. Um, there's some stuff I wish I would have added in. Like to Alex's point, the point he made in his trend actually is funny. I think the really American centric lens that the movies take 
actually detracts from its international appeal. Like, Black Panther is clearly through the lens of the American black slavery experience. Oh, for sure. And that lessens the amount other audiences may get from it. Um, and I didn't put that into piece, but I do think like, if you're making a movie and you want it to make money, you have to consider the rest of the world doesn't understand your point of view. Or may not care about it. Or they may not care. And, you know, that that that'll matter at the box office receipts. I think there's a reason why, like, Doctor Strange did the best. It's, it has no lens. It's like, watch Sam Raimi do weird shit do Sam Raimi things <laughs> Sam Raimi things make but actually <laughs> here's a music note battle I, there's no lens here <laughs> so what's really weird is that like I I, so many people I know of were divided yeah and that some people thought that was like really fucking cool right some other people thought that was like really fucking dumb yeah like I'm kind of in the middle I was like okay sure like why welcome, not welcome to the Sam Raimi experience yeah like I, I why not both why not both? It was both very dumb and awesome. <laughs> right, right. I, I feel like that's probably my take on Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with both sides. I'm yeah. Just chilling in the middle. Exactly. Like, it wasn't what I expected, but was I entertained? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Did you want, uh, did you want, uh, like the Harry Potter wizards to like shoot right. special That's effects at each other? That's what they thought they were going to get. Like, seen that. Watch, seen that. Re- read the book, watched the movie. <laughs> it was fine. But like, nah. We're gonna use we're gonna use music. Pew 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 pew. So fun. Incredible. It was awesome. I mean, I'm just glad it wasn't like a Dragon Ball Z fucking beam battle. Never. Never. <laughs> oh my god. Please don't. Yeah. Those, Please those no. Are, Never I, again. I hate seeing those. That's I, that's part of the reason why I hated the way the Harry Potter ended. Yes. But um, I'm going to start the the next phase of this discussion yeah. with a little bit of a hot take. All right. The next or at least phase. what what I what I think. Stop it. What, <laughs> what I what I think might be a hot take based on the stance you took in your order. Yeah. So I, I have a little I have a little thingy. Yeah. That I'm gonna say here. I'm gonna say my piece. Explain my position. Okay. And then you can respond. All right. Okay. Attention was paid in the article to the treatment and eventual death of Killmonger. <laughs> While I agree. With the notion that he should have received justice for his crimes. Yeah. I don't see his death by T'Challa as a mercy killing. I believed he himself believed that he was a martyr, but I don't think the movie was attempting to agree with him. Personally, I think the movie was trying to show how deluded he was and that there was no opportunity for him to change, so he had to be killed. All right, I want to weigh in on this. Go, yeah. Uh, I there's go ahead. this tro- Okay, so there's this trope. It's just like it's a very it's a very American trope, where it's like we find redemption in death. This was uh this is the Darth Vader thing. Like Darth, you know he I he saves his yep. son, but then say to like redeem himself into the light, and then like and then and then dies, and then he becomes a Force ghost. Like that's that's like that's his arc in those movies. But here's the thing. You don't get any redemption. Like, there ain't no redemption in death at all, right. motherfucker. Right. You you were a terrible person, and you did one good thing, and we're all like, oh, right. he, he died. Like, say, like, he he sacrificed his life, and, like, that's so noble. And I'm like, nah. 
that, that, that is a little solace to the people that you like, like they, whose lives he ruined and the people like he killed. No, <laughs> tell that to the planets. Right, the whole planet, the whole planet of Alderaan. <laughs> um, no, I say, uh, like dying is a the. I'm gonna quote Hamilton here, and like dying is easy, living is harder. Yep. I say this. They did this again, and like, and Star Wars did it again with Kylo Ren at the end. It just been like, no, no, no. If you want Kylo Ren's sacrifice to mean something, then Kylo, like, then Kylo lives. Ray dies. Kylo lives, and he walks out there carrying, like, carrying her corpse, and said, like, and tells her story, and says she died. I say, uh, like, she's like to save everybody, and I will say I'm gonna serve my penance. Right. I say right. I like. I, I say, I am the last Jedi. Right. Right. Living with your failure. I say, I, I say, and I, I say, it, and you have no reason to trust me, and I will pay, for, like, and I will serve whatever, right. like, but I right. want to serve you. Right. Let me make up for my mistakes. Right. I mean. So to look. circle back to the MCU here, Killmonger was wrong. Yes. And, uh. Well, I say, and say, and he was unrepentant. He didn't believe he was wrong. Correct. Um, but that's fine. T'Challa gets to show him that he was wrong. Right. He gets to he he gets to live with like and watch as T'Challa not only doesn't repeat the mistakes that like his father made, but let's say and doesn't do the horrible shit that he wanted to do, but makes a better world in spite of it. Right. I mean, I think. Look. As I've said in the piece, um, I think giving him the 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 sort of direct callback to American slavery, the you know uh, being in chains, you know death, you know death is better than living in chains or whatever. You know what I mean? Like this is obviously a an American slavery reference. Yes. So his 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 stated preference was to die. You knew he wants to die because he has correctly acknowledged it would be harder to live with what I've done and suffer the consequences of my actions. But he was deluded in thinking that he is akin to a slave, that he has not been making choices. And he is deluded. You're right. I mean, he is delusional. Um, and I do. But I also think that the movie, by giving him this poetic kind of death and by giving him by giving his character like the hammer line of the movie like the line people remember from the movie that's fair i think they're putting their thumbs on the scale yeah because what like that's the line people remember it's like yeah you gave it to like the worst person in the movie <laughs> that's fair yeah also, i accept that <laughs> also uh just just let's say you know, bury me in the ocean, like I say, like with my right. ancestors. Um, excuse me, sir. Right. Uh, with the beginning of the movie, we find out like you're special ops, right? Right. You've been. I say, and every time you've done a like you've got right. a confirmed kill, you mark it into your skin, and I've seen your skin, homie. That's a bunch of kills. I need to know while you were working with the CIA and doing special ops, who were you killing? Right. <laughs> How many of your people did you put in the ground, Killmonger? Yeah. But yeah, so no, I, that's that's my response. I think they did put their thumb on the scale. Okay, um, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. What and you got? What what you got next? Well, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, so the the only other part that I had uh, specifically to throw out here, yeah, uh, was it was it was kind of about how 
it was near the end of the article. Yeah. Uh, referencing that, like, the power of art is undeniable. And yes. that, you know, being able to inject politics into art gives us a unique lens to view those yes. scenarios. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. I basically was piggybacking on that with this last statement that I wrote. Um, the power of art is undeniable. And I think there is a unique opportunity in the realm of choice-based media when injecting real politics into it. The way that people choose to respond to situations and scenarios that mirror the ones in real life have been uh, or can prove useful to know at least or at least show some insight into how these people view the situations, especially long after they've happened. The the um, the example that I was going to give was there was a. It was like a, I'm trying to remember what it was called, but I, I lost it. It was like one of those kind of like art piece games yeah. that was like kind of pixel based. It was mostly yeah. choices, like you make choices based on your actions. And it was like, would you have stopped the Holocaust? Right. Basically. Um, or would you have, you know, been someone who worked in a concentration right. camp? Because that's, that's right. what it was mostly around. And I like playing through it. I was like, "Oh damn! Like this is this is like some heavy hitting shit." Right. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, I'm assuming in the actual making of it, they may, they may have got some like real testimonies from people who uh, may have been in those situations because some of the details were like and had to have been incredibly specific. Yeah. And so I was like, "Well, well, shit!" <laughs> like, right. right. This this really helps put it into perspective. It kind of reminds me of. Um, another situation that I talked to someone about, which was right when all the like the George Floyd stuff was going on, you know, Black Lives Matter was like huge and people were marching and all that other good stuff. All the people that were like specifically against that uh, were there were a lot of people saying like those would have been the people that were opposing the civil rights movement. Right. Because like in hindsight, why would you? Right? right. But like at that time, you're disrupting the status quo. Right. Which is the same thing that the George Floyd protests were doing. Right. And so if you were against these, you probably would have been against those at that time. Not to say that there's anything specifically wrong with you. Right. Because that might have been your stance at the time. But like it's really interesting when you have the ability to be put in these yes. scenarios long yes. after the fact to yes. kind of like see where you would line up yes. based on the choices that you can or may not be able to make. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that's really interesting, especially in the realm of art. Absolutely. Art is, you know, I go in this into peace and I'm, and I'm, I'm happy recovering because, you know, you're restricted by, I, I didn't want to write so many words and I can do it better <laughs> on the podcast, right? Yeah. But like, we talked about X-Men. We all loved X-Men, right? I mean, but yeah. like, what X-Men allows you to do, like all art, but we can talk about that one specifically. It's like Professor X and Magneto are at their core having this deep philosophical, moral, ethical debate about the nature of resistance, the nature of fighting for your rights, of advocating for yourself. What does that look like? What should you do given Magneto's horrifying background, right? Yep. Like how... How how should you do this? And yeah, it plays out in the pages of like comics, but this is a core philosophical, ethical, moral debate put in a way that people could understand and be entertained by. And at some point in their life, they they can reflect upon the deeper lessons they're actually absorbing, right? Or you look at the pages of X-Men. You know, we joked about Storm and Rogue and like Kitty Pride, but like I imagine there are people who have looked at the comics and gone like, damn. I'm actually kind of hot for Cyclops. Wait, am I gay? 
I'm sure there are boys who have been like, oh, I'm, wait a minute. I'm, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you've had a revelation and been like, oh, I, I'm not. Because when you buy the comics, they don't know which character you're into. Yeah. Just buying your comics. I may read it and be in the store, but some other boy may read it and be like, I don't, damn, Logan kind of does it for me. But he doesn't have to tell me, but he gets to play with the ideas of sexuality. And you see all different sort of characters and gender roles play out. The tough guy, Logan, the the more like classic nurturing style leadership of like a Cyclops. Or are you the wise sage? Like You get to see gender roles represented in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. You get to see black excellence in a storm. You know what I mean? You, you, and it allows people to explore their own identity to explore ideas in the real world in a safe way because nobody knows why you bought that book and you don't have to tell the guy at the register either, but you can go home. You bought it to be entertained. Right. You you can can go home and explore and discover yourself in like a totally safe way. And I think that's so amazing. That's why I said in a piece, I want it done well because it's so amazing When when it is. It's, it's like truly transformational fiction stories live. I mean, Alex and I, how many times have you and I talked about uh, the, the, the you know, example of masculinity of Lord of the Rings? This loving kind of masculinity, you, you know what I mean? Where, like, you know, uh, you can care and love and nurture. When did it say, when Boromir falls? Right, right. I say, I say, uh, I say. Yeah, like, they, like, they, like they all mourn and Aragorn who has like, I mean, who's largely been like in a, at least like not like physical battle, but like. Right. Certainly, like spiritual battle because right. let's say because Boromir is the heir to Gondor and he right. is supposed to be the future king, and they like they're like they both like want this position and they both like have these different things for like what they think the the kingdom of Gondor is, and I say and yet when he like when he gives his life for like for the fellowship, I say he you know he mourns he kisses his like he kisses his forehead and like and says goodbye right. And that's well, a vision. When of, was the last time you saw another like, you know, man in the night in say in right. modern day kiss the forehead of another man? Right. Oh wait. When when have when have I seen it? Yeah. I mean I've done it, but like yeah yeah. But when, when have when, I like, seen right. it in like, media? Yeah, yeah. In media like, in art. Fucking never. Oh wait. Right. Right. Oh wait. Right. And so it's this vision of masculinity <laughs> that's you know, positive and to other shows forward looking, and it doesn't compromise on being tough and rugged. He's a man's man. Yes. He is the there, man's there, man. I don't think there right. has been a more manly man right. than right. fucking Aragorn. Right. This dude comes on with torches and swords giving nothing but heat. <laughs> like, actually. <laughs> actually. <laughs> nothing but. Yeah. So, okay. there you go. And and you know what? I, I'm actually really glad, not only just because I enjoy talking about nerd shit, but because I, like, I... I'm I'm trying to to say this without coming off as like a <laughs> nope. Just say it. Just say, say it. it. Fine, just fine. say it. So, like, I won't pretend that I read all the things we put out. Yeah, because I I don't. I I don't. Yeah. And when you originally put this out, I was aware of it, but I didn't read it until I started preparing for these episodes. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I really wish I had read this before because I would have wanted to talk to you about this <laughs> well before now. And it makes me really sad that I didn't. <laughs> well, I'm happy you did. Happy you liked it. Yeah, I, li- I liked it a lot. Yeah. And and to be honest, listeners, uh, I think you will too, especially if you are 
fans of nerd shit yeah. like we are. Yeah. And best believe there will be more talks about nerd shit yeah. in the future because this is a life we live. Yeah. And 100%. that's just how we are. Yeah. Now. And shout out to the artist, by the way, before you finish. Shout oh, out. for we, sure. We, we, we yes. give him credit at the top of the article. Uh, the piece says Jeremy Williams. I don't know if he'll hear this. The Killmonger art he did. Phenomenal. 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 Knocked it out the park. Absolutely wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Take a look at that. <laughs> Uh, you should see it in the article that gets linked with this episode uh, but yeah this podcast like all of our others has been brought to you in part by Elyak Productions a studio for podcasters and musicians and of course Pointcast News to listen to any of our other podcasts please go visit our website at pointcast.news where you can also find us on Apple Podcasts also be sure to like and follow us on Facebook for more articles podcasts and polls like the one we could well we didn't technically cover a poll today we technically didn't cover an article on the the facebook page but you get what i mean <laughs> follow us there like us we like interacting with you guys send us memes i swear to god <laughs> thank you for joining me today or th- thank you all in the studio for joining me thank you all to our wonderful crew for doing what you do thank you all at home for listening this has been another recap production by the recap team. I don't know where I was going with that. Josh, out.